Hebrew 10, 25 from the King James Version says, Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. He goes on saying, Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another so much more as we see the day approaching. Now, what concerns me this morning is the word provoke. And I looked it up. It says to arouse or arouse to a feeling or an action. This morning, by the grace of God, I will provoke you to good works in the name of Jesus. In Ecclesiastes 5.1, it says, Walk prudently when you go into the house of God and draw near to hear rather than grieve the sacrifice of fools. This morning, I need your attention, the totality of it, because what I'm about to share from the scripture above is it, it says that many of us come into the house of God but we do not come with our ears and we do not come with our minds we pay little attention and I think Pastor Steve spoke about that this morning the same scripture Ecclesiastes 5 1 in New Living Translation says as you enter into the house of God keep your ears open and your mouth shut is it in your Bible? Is it in your Bible? So this morning, I need you to keep your ears open. Pay attention. As much as God is interested in our tithes and offerings, he's more interested in our giving our lives to him. Otherwise, we make his death and resurrection of no consequence. Now that I have your full attention, let me ask you a question this morning, church. Has anybody here ever started a project and you had to abandon it along the way? Has anybody, even senior pastor, ah, Oga, even you, sir, that you started a project and you had to abandon it along the way? Let me see your hand if you're a Christian. If you ever started a project and you had to abandon it, why have you abandoned it? The answer is simple. You run out of resources. That's the only reason why you abandon it. The only reason why you can't go to school is because there's no more money. The only reason why that business is not going well is because you have run out of clients. The only reason why your building project may not be progressing is because you have no more money to continue it. The only reason why that marriage seems to have run into troubled waters is because it has run out of love. So if you are here this morning and you have run out of something, there's a project that you have abandoned, you want to thank God for coming to church today because the resources we give you will be provided in the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us that the path of the righteous will shine brighter and brighter until that perfect day. That means that we are supposed to be moving from glory to glory. We are not supposed to be walking in the realm of abandoned projects. The kind of resources God has given to us, sir, everything we touch ought to turn to gold. Is that not it? Because when Christ hung on that cross, he said to us, it is finished. He even went down to collect the keys of hell and death so that we will not suffer anymore. How come we are still suffering man of God? How come we are still having abandoned projects? How come the vision that God gave, our, ourselves of our, gave us of ourselves 
we have not realized that vision may the lord help us this morning in the name of jesus why am i saying this many of us have run out of resources if you look at the church this morning there are empty seats only a few a celebrity had something in Tafa Balewa, a, a popular artist, a performance. The whole place was full. No standing room. But look at church. What is happening? At the slightest of excuses, we turn our back and we do not know. Many of us have run out of resources for serving God. May we be replenished this morning. That is why in Philippians 3 verse 10, he says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. I'm going to read a quick scripture. Let's go to our key text for today and it is found in uh, Luke 14. I'm going to read 25 to 30 and then 33. It says, now, and I'm reading from the New King James uh, Version. Now the multitude went with him. Please note that. The multitude went with him. And he turned and said to them, Go on. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and his mother, his wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life, he cannot be what? My disciple and whoever next slide whoever does not bear his cross and come after me he cannot be my disciple go on for which one of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it 29 left after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish all who see it begin to mock him. Verse 30. Saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. Verse 33. Give me verse 33. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has, all that he has cannot be. Read that last part with me. Cannot be. Okay, take it from the beginning. Let's read together. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple this morning i bring you the sermon that i've titled the cost of discipleship quantity versus quality father i thank you for the grace to be able to stand before you and give to you the saints which you have laid on my heart i ask that i will speak eloquently i will speak as your oracle this morning i pray that every heart is prepared to receive that which you want to share this morning and at the end of this service we have every cause to glorify your name in jesus mighty name we pray amen please be seated thank you how much does it cost to be a disciple when you go into the market and you want to purchase something whatever what is the question you ask how much is this 
If you go into a car shop and you want to buy a car, you see a nice car, what do you ask? How much is this? If you go into a boutique and you see a nice outfit, you want to buy it, what do you ask? How much is this? In Igbo is what? Egole. Am I right? In Hausa is what? Nawane. Uh-huh. And in Yoruba is what? Eloni. So how much does it cost to be a disciple? How much have you ever sat down and computed the cost and asked yourself how much does it cost to be a disciple? In Matthew 22, Jesus speaking in parables. Give me Matthew 22. I, and I'm just going to paraphrase what he said. Matthew 22, I think that's from verse uh, 1. Jesus speaking in parables gave an example of heaven and equating it to a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent his servants to call all those who are invited. So he gave out invitations to everyone. He prepared dinner. He killed an ox oxen. He killed fatted ca uh, cattle. Making ready all things. That's what the Bible tells us. But the scripture in verse 5, give me verse 5 of that. Verse 5. He said, But those who were invited, they made light of it. They made light of it. Stop there. They made light of it. Do you know what it means to make light of something? How many of us that we are married would like our wives or our husbands to make light of us? If you are an employer of labor, would you like your staff to make light of you? They made light of it. That means that they, 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 they didn't put a lot of consequence on it or in it. And by making light of it, what did they do? They went their ways. One to his own farm and another to his business. Going to work, is it legitimate? Yeah. So some of us we have found legitimate reasons to go our way and to make light of the things of God. Pastor, I can't make Wednesday because my work does not permit me. Pastor, I like church. But guess what? Every morning I have to wake up early. Sunday is the only day I have to sleep. You're already making light of the things of God. You're already going your way. Even if the excuse on the face of it looks tenable, you're already doing what? Going your way. You're already going your way. The long and short of this story in verse 8 it affirmed that the wedding is ready. Give me verse 8. He said to his family, the wedding is ready. 
But those who are invited are not worthy. God has invited you. Are you worthy? This is the king saying that may the king of our faith not describe us as being unworthy. He says they are not worthy. So what did he say? He sent out the servants to gather everybody in the street, both good and bad, until the wedding hall was filled with guests. Give me verse. Yeah. So he sent out the, to the highways and gathered them, both good and bad, until the wedding hall was filled with guests. Yes. Just like churches are being filled with guests. You know, there are many churches, they count their successes by the number of people who come to church. Many churches will tell you that they have many branches where I, I, I'm a 50,000 strong congregation. I'm a 1 million strong congregation. We have branches all over the country. We have branches all over the world. But Pastor Steve, guess what? They are full of guests. Hold on. Don't clap. Don't clap. Because I'm coming for you. Are you a guest? Are you a guest in this church? I have been coming to this church for 10 years. It doesn't matter. You can still be a guest. I've been a member of this church, pastor five years but you are still a guest how do you know a guest they don't get involved in what is happening in the house when a guest comes to your house does he sweep with you does he make the bed does he wash the toilet does he cook no and there's somebody sitting in your chair he doesn't get involved what is happening in church that's why I said don't clap because today you must decide are you a guest or are you part of that house this is how I put it if you are a guest you are quantity and if you are a member of the house if you are plugged in into what God is doing in this house then you are quality nobody likes me anymore but it doesn't matter I'll preach what God has asked me to preach are you quality or are you quantity if look after this one you don't even need to hear anything again just ask yourself the person sitting in your seat are you quantity or are you quality let me take it further in verse 11 the same king saw a man inappropriately dressed verse 11 and asked him where did he how he got there without a wedding garment then the king ordered the poorly dressed man to be bound hand and foot give me verse 8 of that scripture 
and to be thrown out. Verse 8 of that scripture. The, the king who said, go and bring everybody. Those who went out into the highways and gathered together. Then he said, the wedding, no, go on. Verse 11, I meant, verse 11, I beg your pardon. Verse I said, when the king came to, say, to see the guest, he saw a man there who did not have a wedding garment. Go on. And he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Verse 13. Then the king said to his servants, buy him a food hand and foot and take him away and cast him into utter darkness where there will be uh, weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, the first time I came to this church, sir, Minister Shema came here and said, my pastor would love to be your pastor. And then, I joined the church and you have the temerity to call me a guest. Just like this man must have said to the king, I didn't ask to be invited. You came into the street and invited me. How come? You are throwing me out of the wedding. I was just going on my own way when you called me and said, come to a wedding. Then you are now saying that I am not appropriately dressed. Why? Let's take it further. The king answered this man in verse 14. Give me verse 14. He says, many are called but very few chosen for those who are called you may be multitude you may be the quantity but those who are chosen they are the ones who are let me take it further for you you may be a Christian you may have been born into a Christian family. Your father was a Catholic. Your mother was a Catholic. Your father was an Anglican. You were born into a church. You grew up. You went to a Christian school. The fact that you are a Christian does not guarantee your salvation. When you are filling a form, they tell you, faith, religion. You will feel Christianity. It can only get you a passport. It cannot take you to heaven. That is the difference between a Christian and what? A disciple. To be chosen by God you have to be a disciple. To be chosen by the scripture we read, it says multitude. And I will show you in, I will show you in, in, in my, in, in, in fact, let me go there now. When Jesus walked on the earth, he was always with multitude. They always followed him. Sometimes 4,000, sometimes five. So if you say you are a Christian, you are just a follower of Christ. If you say you are a Christian, you are a multitude. Or at least you are part of a multitude. Because when you say who is a Christian, they say a follower of Christ. The multitude followed him. It didn't guarantee their salvation. 
a Christian does not guarantee, like I said, your salvation. You still have a lot more work to do. I still have a lot more work to do. And as I speak this morning, I'm not just speaking to you, I am also speaking to myself. Because the Bible says, the husband man is the partaker of the first fruit. Now this 5,000, this 4,000, they benefited from his miracles. The lame walked, the deaf heard, the dumb spoke, even the dead came alive. Most of them were there just for the miracle. Very few were there for what Christ represented, which is the kingdom of God. That is what happened to the nine lepers that were healed. Immediately they got their healing, they left. Something must bring you to God. Whether it's distress, whether it's unhappiness, whether it's failure, whether it, whatever, something will bring you into the presence of God. That is why we sing that song. There is something that makes me come into your presence, my helper. Something will bring you into the presence of God. But what keeps you in that presence of God? business is failing so I came to church I am sick but I came to church my marriage is rocky I came to church I don't seem to progress I came to church after coming to church what next what next are you quantity or quality look at your neighbor i give you permission ask your neighbor are you quantity or quality are you just part of the multitude or you are part of the discipleship ask your neighbor i, I, I i'm giving you authority are you here for the blessing or are you here for the god of the blessing away the car if God took away the home if God took away the business if God took away with the health would you still be serving God you can't even clap uh -huh. can God still count on you can God still count on me if I were to come to church and I didn't have a car if I had to hop buses can I still, will I still serve God I still serve God the difference between those of us who are here just for the blessing which is a quantity and those who are here for the God of the blessings, which is quality, is like I said, the Christian and the disciples. While Christians are the followers of Christ, just like the multitude who always surrounded him wherever he went. And I'm going to let's look at John 6 26 to 27. John 6 20. Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs. But because 
because you ate of the loaves and were filled. A staff of mine recently left our employment after 18 years and she left abruptly abruptly very painful but i should have seen the sign because one day i looked at her dp and i saw a a sign anointing for japa bring your passport to prayer meeting Did you hear me? Anointing for Jaka. This prayer meeting we are having, bring your passports. Then I saw a few months or weeks later, anointing for Jaka 2.0. That you are stunned. Anointing for Jackpa. Maybe by now they are even doing 3.0. Is that all God is about? So, what it, it means that if you go to that church, you submit your passport and you don't get a visa, you should leave. Because that's why you are here. And that's what Jesus said here. He answered them, Give me verse 27. Verse 27. He said, do not labor for the food which perishes, but the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. There's a difference between those who are seeking God for who he is, and those who just seek him for the benefit he offers. Which category do you fall? Those who seek him for him, they are the quality people. And they are ready to go the entire way with him. They are the people that you will find in Romans 8. Reading from verse 38. Romans 8 from verse 38. Which says, What? What? What shall separate us? Who shall separate us? Let me read from, give me from verse 35. It says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine famine or nakedness or peril or the sword? Give it, give me 38. For as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 39. Yet in all these things we are what? More than conquerors. Through him who loved us, verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor uh, principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come shall separate us. Nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is it. Jesus Christ. People of God, that is the standard that God has set for us. Pastor Collins, that's the standard. That's what God has set for us. That's what Apostle Paul did. 
what will separate us from this love of God too many of us we sell our discipleship away for 30 shekels of silver my message to you this morning is to examine your heart where do you stand where do I stand are you in the quantity crowd or are you in the quality crowd when you come to church why do you come to church who do you come to see who do you come to hear what do you come to learn are you just in a waka pass role in church somebody says i don't want to get involved i don't want to get involved mm -mm 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 -mm. i just want to come to church and i want to go ah all these churches they take our money i, I don't believe in all those things if you don't give your tithe if you don't give your offering how will the work of god progress if you are not giving in this church you are a member of the quantity group i can't put it any other way when you come to church you see things are being done film show happening the altar looks good the sound looks good there's generator ac you bring your children they partake of the snacks and you go home and you don't give money excuse me you're a thief you're a thief i can't say it any other way i went to visit my brother-in-law in atlanta went to their church and i was waiting after the service I had taken some money that I was going to give to the offering. They didn't announce offering. Ah, so I tapped the man and said, okay, you know, I know they take offering for this church. He said, let me tell you a story. No, they don't announce offering. He said, but my children are workers in the church and they have to go to church early so that they can help with parking. That's the assignment they gave them. So in the morning, when they get to church, they will eat breakfast yes and they will help with the packing and all of that when they finish they provide them with lunch because they were not part of the service in the morning they have to come in the evening for their own service then they give them dinner he said himself and his wife two children two teenagers somebody is feeding them every sunday three square meals he said nobody told them before they started giving money to the church is your conscience breaking when your child comes into the car with biscuits and sweets and yet you are busy saying don't mind those pastors they are looking at their is my money they are chopping look at that car pastor your means who knows whether it's even the church money that they are using if you are not supporting this church financially and you are benefiting from it you are a thief 
boy, if you see me, don't greet me. <laughs> I wanted to read a scripture to you, but I think for reason of time, I'm not going to really do that. Let me go straight. So, what is the cost of discipleship? What is the cost of discipleship? Let me take four points, four quick scriptures. The first one is found in John 8:31. And if you are with us on Wednesday, Pastor Steve says here, Pastor Collins read the scripture out to us. He said, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my what? Disciples. Did he qualify the disciples? He said, Indeed. Which means that when you move from Christianity, Christian to become a disciple, even in disciple, discipleship, there's great. Minister Lafayon, am I right? There's great. Because they are disciples like Judas Iscariot. They are disciples, they are amongst the twelve. That's the story for another day. Maybe one of these Wednesdays we talk about the various grades of discipleship. The pastor has said he's going to revive the discipleship class. And I hope from this meeting, some people are going to register for it. Some of us have been through it. But many of you in church have not been through it. So we take the responsibility because it is our job to make sure that we make disciples out of you. So he says, those who believe, if you abide in my word, in my word, not the word of Pastor Femi Paul. In this church, we preach intelligent Christianity. Whatever we preach on this pulpit, you are free to go and check it. Whether it stands with the word of God. As a matter of fact, I insist that any preaching on this altar, go and check it. We are not a cult. Go and check it, whether it measures up to the standard of the word of God. In Kenya, so many people have died because the pastor said that they, when they starve, they will see God. Where is it in your Bible? God is not an author of confusion. God is not. Here, here, we preach intelligent Christianity. What we, what we want you to do is to be able to stand on your own to understand the scripture. That's why we do every Wednesday interactive Bible study so that you understand what it is about. If you're a man and in your house and your child is feeling ill and you're running about looking for the phone to pump pastor, you have failed. Because the way we teach you in this church is that you are supposed to take authority. You look at your wife and you say bring me that child and you say father in the name of jesus i lay hand on you this child i rebuke you the spirit of infirmity i rebuke you the spirit of sickness and i said leave this child immediately that's the authority god has given to you And he says here, if you abide in my word, stay in the word. 
when you are in the world, when you are faced with a situation, you will know what to do. The scripture will come to you. Let me, let me, when you watch some of those uh, Yoruba Nollywood film, and you see a Babalawo, what is he doing? Incantation. Incantation. Have you seen it? You know? So you also speak the word. Speak the word. Why are you being tossed around? Like a reed. You are just being tossed around. Any situation, even in your office, can you not take command? Jesus said to the wind, He said, Be still. He commanded the wind. He said, what manner of man is this? That the winds, even the winds, obey him. And guess what? You know what Jesus said? He said, these things that you have seen me do, you will do even greater things. I have not commanded the wind to be still. So, I'm still working on it. In fact, I should be going around looking for the wind. <laughs> Hallelujah in my word number one number two is found in John 15 8 give me John 15 8 number two he says by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples how much fruit are you bearing and I'm not talking of Popo I'm not talking of apple. I'm not talking of oranges. The fruit, fruit of the spirit. How much? But reason of time will not go into all of that. Number three is John 13. John 13, 35. Give me John 13, 35. He says, by this, all we know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And number four, it says what we've read before if anyone number four is found in Luke 14 26 27 we've read it before if anyone comes to me does not hate his father and mother wife and children brothers and sisters yes his own life also he cannot be my disciple and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple I asked myself I said must I hate my mother? Must I hate my brother? Must I hate my father? What God is saying here is that I'm not asking you to do that, but you cannot put anything or anyone before me. If you love your child more than me, you, are, you cannot be my disciple. If you love your wife more than me, you cannot be my disciple. If you love your brother or your sister more than me, you cannot be my disciple. This, evil yourself. Okay. Evil yourself. Why? Because the Bible says he didn't love his life to death. You must get to a stage 
where God comes first in everything that you do. It is a tall order, but it is the And if you are not at this level, I'm afraid to tell you that you are quality, a quantity. You have not become quality. This morning, I end with one scripture. Luke 13, 24. Luke 13, 24. Luke 13, 24. Multimedia, can you help me with it says strive to enter through the narrow gate for many i say to you we seek to enter i will not be able 25 when once the master of the house has risen up and shut the door and you begin to stand outside and knock at the door saying lord lord open for us he will answer and say to you i do not know you where are you from and you begin to say I was a worker in Grace Assembly I led the prayer meeting in Grace Assembly I preached on Sunday in Grace Assembly I was the one that was the head of decoration in Grace Assembly I was in Grace Choral in Grace Assembly we ate and we drank in your presence and you taught in the street we followed you we were part of the multitude wherever you went and they said 5,000 went to with Jesus I was one of the 5,000 Jesus can't you remember me I'm the one that stands behind you anytime they take a selfie I am there you know when you see all these big men politicians you know when they start you always see someone behind them you know what that person behind them is doing positioning because when you see the photograph of maybe the president-elect and you see somebody standing me, ah! They... So when you see them, when they are giving interview, do you see people poking their head? <laughs> I know I'm you. <laughs> That's how they were doing for Jesus. Jesus, check your Instagram photographs. You will see me. I was the one standing beside, behind you. Every time you told us to give out fish and loaf, I am the one that distributes. Jesus said he will say I tell you I do not know you where are you from depart from me all you workers this morning I'm going to make a call all heads bowed all eyes closed all heads bowed all eyes closed one if you do not know jesus as your lord and savior you say what are we even talking about i want you to raise your hand i just want to pray with you this morning two categories of people we're going to pray with this morning i've never been born again i do not know jesus as my lord and my savior and i want to come to you today jesus just like the king invited people all heads bowed and all eyes closed I make this call with all sense of responsibility this morning I make this call 